the intelligence I have reviewed is and must remain secret. As a result, the reality is any credible public inquiry would not be public at all. In contrast, by conducting a thorough review of my conclusions and recommendations, our intelligence oversight committees, NSICOP and NSERA, have the opportunity and the duty to help restore Canadians' trust in our democratic institutions. Mm, you know how you do that? Oh, an inquiry. Oh, not going to happen because David Johnston says nothing to see here. Don't need that inquiry, which is just fine for the prime minister because that's exactly what he wanted. And I thought it was interesting because Johnston stated from the outset of his uh, report, democracy is built on trust. And yet with all the political games being played, uh, trust is uh, barely existent. Uh, look, we already know that the concerns of conservatives, the whole party that was being targeted, or and Aaron O'Toole, uh, which met with Johnston two weeks ago, all, all, all of that was ignored because the report was written. And Johnston made clear that his job was, you know, to find out who knew what and when, what did they do about it, and he couldn't find out anything because uh, all the people he asked said nothing happened, so he was good with that. And then he went to the media reports, which got it all wrong. But what they got wrong, he can't say. It's top secret. It's all very convenient, right? One of the things he um, also didn't mention, and what Trudeau always talks about, is one of the solutions, NSICOP. This is a national security committee set up by Trudeau. But again, it never uh, came up in the report because that committee put forward half a dozen recommendations back in 2019 that were essential to put in, including a foreign agent registry. And it's gone completely ignored to the point where they were so frustrated they leaked it to the media. Again, David Johnson didn't see a problem there. Margaret McQuaig Johnston, a former senior government official who worked on China issues and now senior fellow at the Grad School of Public and International Affairs over at the University of Ottawa, joining us. Hey, Margaret. Hi. You've uh, worked in government. I I'm curious, did you buy anything of what you heard from, from Mr. Johnston? Uh, I think the short, an short answer is no. Uh, and, I and frankly, I'm really disappointed. I've always been a great admirer of David Johnston. And I, I must hasten to add, I'm not related to him, despite the McQuaid Johnston <laughs> name. Um, and, and so I was looking for uh, an inquiry, as were 72% of Canadians and all the opposition parties. And that was the expectation. And what we've got is not even an inquiry light because it doesn't have a, a authority to subpoena documents. It doesn't have the usual inquiry um, role. Uh, and, and, you know, you mentioned NSICOP, which is a, a very important parliamentary committee that reports to the prime minister, so it's not a public committee. Uh, it's made recommendations, as you said, and they've been ignored. And so he points to that, saying that's the solution, but <laughs> frankly, it's not. We well, didn't point and, at the problems, which is yeah. you know, the government ignores them. So again, it's right. how do you trust this? And, you know, he did go through in some detail some of the media reports, and he said aspects of them were accurate, other aspects, as far as he could find, uh, were not were, were not accurate, uh, and so uh, and and so what he proved by that that was that in fact you can take an intelligence report, dissect it, decide what's legitimate and what uh, hasn't been proven, and put it in a report. He's done it himself 
about uh, the very some of the various Globe and Mail and Global News reports. Mm. And he's dismissed others and said, yes, here, these things are accurate. Uh, but there are 10 Globe and Mail uh, reports or leaks uh, that were in the Globe and Mail that he didn't even touch. And mm-hmm. he should have commented on those as well. Yeah, I mean, he did not um, include uh, Aaron O'Toole's concerns. Uh, I don't get the sense that he, he didn't mention Michael Chong, so I don't think that's a concern. Um, you know, he, he cleared Dan Hong, gave no details as to what Global got wrong, even though, as you know, uh, Dan Hong, this Liberal MP, he's never disputed he's got this very close relationship with the Toronto Consulate or that that any Beijing meddling ha- had helped him. Um, and I'm not sure he's uh, he can clear anything because he has no idea what sources the media uses. He has no clue. Um, you know, well, he's just got what he's got. Yeah, on Handung, he actually did say that there was evidence that the consulate in Toronto did, uh, you know, there's well-grounded suspicion of irregularities in Mr. Dong's nomination in 2019 that were tied to the PRC consulate uh, with whom Mr. Dong maintains relationships. But there was no evidence, according to Mr. Johnston, that Mr. Dong was aware of Mm. what the consulate was doing on his behalf. Right. So you just have to say, I I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot here that should have gone farther, that an inquiry would have certainly gotten to the root of. And we have only one chance to get this right. Mm. And so, you know, I, I think we've lost... Most of our chance, there may be some new things that come out of it, we'll see. Um, I was particularly disturbed that he focused on these public hearings he plans to hold uh, before his final report at the end of October. And he wants to focus on the diaspora, the Chinese diaspora. And these are people who have been calling for years for a registry. They've been asking CSIS, the RCMP and local police for years uh, to investigate harassment against them. And frankly, uh, you know, we, we know enough now that to, to put in place a, a, to a single window. Uh, this is something that the Canada-China Relations Committee has called for, a single window that, that Chinese Canadians can go to and say, you know, uh, my car was followed, you know, two feet behind me uh, by so-and-so. This is the license plate. Please investigate. <laughs> Um, but but we don't have that that place that they can go. Um, I don't think they will want to appear in a public hearing and make bigger targets of themselves. Of I think not. they will want to appear in private, yeah, so well, that they they don't out themselves as being uh, personally critical of um, the efforts of the the embassy or the consulates to put pressure on them. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, we didn't hear anything about the Trudeau Foundation in this report, which, you know, he sat on the board. We also didn't hear anything about these Chinese police stations, which just, you know, work wherever they want at no, um, you know, uh, concern. But but essentially, Margaret, we're supposed to believe from this report um, that the ministers Mr. Johnson talked to knew nothing. And because no one briefed them, they just couldn't act. And And so I look at this and say, like, if a government of eight years can allow this kind of interference where we're not getting, you know, communication uh, from our national security advisors. Uh, Like, no one could send an email. No one mentioned anything. Um, You know, if they can't do the basics of their job, that failure is Mr. Trudeau's. I mean, you say we've got one chance to get this right. They've either set up a system that is incompetent or a system 
that is supposed to allow them to continually to be willfully blind to this? Neither is a good answer. Um, uh, but, but is it possible to have this kind of system that is such a failure that it doesn't serve us uh, in a government of eight years? Well, in fact, they do need to fix some things in their process and their email systems, clearly. Uh, but that's, that, that shouldn't be the main focus of, of the, the rest of his report. Uh, it, we should be looking specifically at what China did in our last two elections mm-hmm. in detail and hold China to account for that. So far, only one guy has been returned back to Beijing, and he, it, it was only because his specific name appeared in the leak. Uh, and it's good that they sent him back after a week of weighing whether they should or not. They finally did. But they, China needs to see more consequences for its actions against us. Oh, well, they're, very, they're thrilled this morning. No question yeah. about it. They will be sending a big fruit basket to Mr. Johnston ASAP. Uh, we'll talk again. I have a feeling that uh, CSIS likely doesn't uh, like being thrown under the bus, so something tells me they'll be uh, probably <laughs> leaking more. So we will talk again, again, unfortunately. Appreciate your time, Margaret. Thanks for inviting me, Alex. Margaret McQuaig Johnston saying what I think is the most important thing. We have one chance to get this right, and they are all getting it wrong. And then what? For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.